time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I was the blue robot and the green robot. And I was the purple robot and white robot. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've been playing Get Bit. But as usual, business first. So we mentioned last time about that we've never actually officially defined a board game. So the Oxford English Dictionary definition of a board game is a game that involves the movement of counters or other objects around a board. Okay, well, that's quite specific, actually. That is. And I suppose you can see why people started calling them tabletop games rather than board games, because I guess tabletop encompasses card games, like all the different types of games. Yeah, so actually that rules out a lot of board games. It does. I still don't like tabletop. I don't know. Something about the phrase tabletop games. Just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because actually like that's it. not a great definition because you can play on the floor. You can play on a lawn. You can, <laughs> you know. It's true. I guess both the names are quite exclusive, one with location and one with time type of game maybe you should just call them games yeah but then yeah. you get confused with like computer games and like sports games there's got to be something maybe we'll have to have a think of mm. a, a real actual useful definition yeah sorry encompasses get in the fucking bin <laughs> How about um box games no boxed games but some of them come in tins Ugh. some of them even come in bags there's got to be something that defines like like a sports activities type physical game and a computer game and yeah. this type of board game Maybe I'll mm. maybe I'll ask the Twitter. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Maybe that's why tabletop. That's why it happened because nobody else could think of anything else. And tabletop because maybe. you're not going to play like you know you're not going to play like golf on a tabletop. That's not a tabletop game. No, it's true. Your games are online. Tabletop is cards or board, like you say. So maybe it's not games that you can only play on tables, but games that you could play on a table. Like you don't have to. You can play on the lawn, but you can play it on a table. Flat surface games. <laughs> Flat surface games. Yes. I don't know. That sounds a bit like just dull though, doesn't it? Would you like to come over and play flat surface games today? <laughs> oh, yes. Also Anyways. about the components, like a component-led flat surface game or something. I don't know. You know what this sounds like? You know, if you, I know because we've been playing with little robots today, but if you asked a robot how to define, define a board game, it would be a component-based flat surface game. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> right, so the poll results for the best ancient game from the Tomb Challenge are the final results are in Ooh. last place with thirteen percent is me. Oh, gutted. At least you got some votes in the end. I know that's true. It was Mariel. Mariel voted for me. <laughs> in second place with thirty-seven percent of the games was Riley with Snake uh, Tomb Snake. Sorry, oh. and that means with fifty percent of the votes is Tim's ring toss. Just because people like the violence I think. People like, want to lose the hands, want to lose the fingers. You brutal, sick bastards everyone. But well done Tim, congratulations, round of applause. It's, does this mean this ancient game is going to be recreated now in real life? Well I don't know, like because Riley made the prototype of his already. Mm. So, But all Tim's needs is some tokens and some string, right? <laughs> so I mean yeah. like, anyway. <laughs> we can be recreated and put in like the British Museum. Yes. <laughs> 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 in a glass case. Absolutely. And the other bit of business, so we were sort of joking last week about just posting a picture of the mastermind people. <gasps> yeah. Uh, so I did, and I just put, you know, hands up if you know who these two are. And it got such a good, we like way bigger interaction 
happens than I thought it would. Like loads of people just, you know, obviously getting it right. Yeah, they're the people from the Mastermind box, but just the nostalgia, like people, yeah, I've still got this game from the 70s on my shelf, still play it regularly. Well, didn't we say it was like, well, didn't they say it was the world's... Yeah, the best-selling game in the world. Game in the world. So it must have been the best-selling game in the world because everybody had it, obviously, and knows yeah. the design of that particular box. So Absolutely. Did you see that article I sent you where in different countries there, it's the same photos, but they've used different people? No. When did you send me that? Uh, just before I sent you the picture of the... Have a look. And there's all of them across the world. And it's still the lady in the white dress and the guy in the suit, but they're just all around the world. There's like different versions. Oh, uh, I don't think I saw... Cause I sent you a link you to an article. That, you sent the pictures as well. So I just, just got before the pictures. pictures. Just before the pictures, there's a link. And it's a whole article about the design of Mastermind. Wow. Oh, wow. oh no. There's some awful ones. So even though, yeah, it's just the iconography of Mastermind, which just went around the whole world, and it's still just the picture of those people, but obviously they've used different people in different territories. Like now, you've seen the box of Grand Mastermind. It's like a dude <laughs> yeah. in a tuxedo and a lady in a ball gown, but then there's a fucking maid there as well. <laughs> wow. Oh, you should post up, post up that article or something or have a read through of it. It's... Yeah, I will. I'll post that. I mean, there's enough variations of the Mastermind design for someone to write an article about it. So Yeah, there you go. Well, that's... Yeah, I will I will post that. But I have to say, special shout out to Scott Rogers on Twitter, who was straight in there with, what, you mean Bill Woodward and Cecilia Fung? <laughs> like, <laughs> boom, knew their names. Well done, Scott Rogers. You win that. <laughs> what, thinking about the Mastermind couple, has I have thought of possibly a, a game that I might put together. <laughs> no, no, I say yeah. that, which probably means it will never happen. But I was thinking there could be a version of Cluedo, right? Yeah. But like board game Cluedo. What do you mean? Cluedo so, is a board game. Cluedo is a flat surface component base. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this is getting a bit more in depth where it's about, I don't know, this is as far as I got. It was just an idea in my head and I probably shouldn't share it until I've developed it a bit more. But mm. so Mastermind is, is there. So there's the Mastermind Master Bedroom and two of the characters <laughs> are those people. So you've got Mrs. White and the guy in the in the tuxedo. They're two of the potential suspects. I just have to think of the other board games and who else would be there, if you see what I mean. Okay. So it would be what's her name from the Mastermind thing in the Mastermind bedroom with the, I don't know, Peg. <laughs> with the, with the <laughs> you know? Peg. So I've just got to find some other characters from other board games and potential rooms. So I'll work on it. Good. I'm just... Because there's plenty of food-based games, isn't there? Like Elevens is. But is there something else that's a bit more, you know, Professor Whatever in the science lab with the mouse trap or something like that, you know? Professor Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be well-known characters from board games. I've just got to think of them, I think. Right. Like Mr. Monopoly could be there in the billiard room. That's I'm sure not he his would name. Be. That's not Mr. his name. Okay, Mr. Moneybags in the billiard room. That's also not his name. What's his name? Rich Uncle Pennybags. God, okay. remember? Okay, so there you go. Rich Uncle Pennybags would be there in the billiard room <laughs> with his cane. So we've got a master, we've got a peg, we've got a cane. Okay, good. I just want to do another Twitter shout out on that on that topic to Anne Jones, who sent a picture of another game by the same company, by Invicta, called Zone X. 
pegs and it's imagine like a whole grid of peg holes oh i saw that yeah yeah and yeah. one person you just put two lines across and one person chooses like right this is the spot where those lines intersect and then the rest is divided up into four quadrants blue red green and yellow so i think you say all right you know a4 and the other person would say that is blue and you have to keep guessing and so like a7 might be green so you know that the intersection between blue and green is somewhere there and so that would be mega mega logic i kind of want to play that yeah it sounds good they're sort of like battleships but the next level yes absolutely intelligent battleships well battleships is kind of intelligent ish i don't know that the, i don't know the sort of the this other one sounds a bit more yeah right. sciencey logical fair enough fair enough without yeah. So, as I said, this time we've been playing Get Bit. I shall read the box. Oh, can I just say, I didn't realise it was actual robots. I just thought they were just a strange design of person. Well, I imagine. Well, let me do the box and the game outline. And I think then we'll know why it probably has to be robots, right? Anyway, Get Bit pits you and up to five friends in a life or limb race for the beach. Play your cards and swim as fast as you can, but don't get tangled up or you could end up at the back of the pack. Dismembering fun for the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) Takes 10 to 20 minutes between two and six players, ages eight plus. And it is by Mayday Games, game development by Dave Chalker. So if you want to do Creator Corner, Mark, Dave Chalker is who you've got to look up today. Okay. So yes, basically you have a coloured robot and the robot has detachable arms and legs and bits and then numbered cards. And it's it's a really simple premise, isn't it? You on your turn, you play you everyone like simultaneously plays a number between well, it's we were playing one to five because there was only two of us, but in a four player game it's one to seven. And if you play the same number as someone else, then neither of you get to move, and then you just move up the line in order from lowest to highest. And at the end of each round, whoever's at the back of the line closest to the shark loses a limb. And I think that's why they have to be robots, because if they were people and you were just ripping the arms and the legs off the people that would be a bit worse probably a bit less family friendly but these robots are super cute yeah they're nice little model things yeah a bit sort of lego people ish like a larger lego person sort of yes Non-compliance will be reported. There's really not much to talk about. Well, it's one of these really simple ones. It's one of these pre-game night games where you're like, let's just play something really quick. Yes. And I mean, you do have the option of extending the game. So it says, you know, for a shorter version, you can just play basically four lives. You take the whole legs off, the whole arms, but the legs and the arms also detach at the elbows and the knees. So you could double your playing time. And then, which doesn't say in the in the instructions, but the feet and the hands also come off. So you could reduce, you know, each time the shark just takes a foot and then the lower leg and then the upper leg. So you could extend it to, hang on, quick maths, one, two, three, four, five, six, 12 12 bytes to kill a robot or you could have it as simple as four bytes to kill a robot depending on how much time you had which i think is quite good yeah we played the middle there's much to it though is it and it's all a bit sort of luck of the draw in a way i'm sure you're going to ask about tactics aren't you i am going to ask tactics i am (laughs) yeah you could try and tactically work out what your other player's number is going to be there is still an element though of luck to it yes well so i guess it's this idea because you move 
move in ascending order. So the higher card you play, the better chance you've got of being at the top of the line and furthest away from danger, which makes sense. But then I guess it's all down, it is down to your tactics. Do you play your high numbers early on to get your robot to the front of the line? Or do you try and mix it up? Because you know that if everyone's going to play their high numbers first, if everyone plays their five first, you just cancel each other out and no one gets to move. Tricky, tricky, tricky. So yeah, what was your strategy? Well, I tried a few different things. If my robot was at the back at the end of one go, I would try and give them the higher one just to make sure that they got to the top. Yeah. It didn't always work out because if you'd already got, so I'd say like five, just to make sure we went straight from one end to the other. But then if you'd done five, that didn't help. No. I then tried to use a bit of a tactic of, okay, just being really small and slow. So maybe one and two and just see. Again, didn't always work. And then, because actually, as long as you sort of stay in the middle, you're okay. Yes. So you don't, you don't always have to be at the front, but I was always just sort of thwarted by just getting the same number as you sometimes. Yeah. And I didn't realise I cancelled myself out as well, which was a bit of a stupid thing to do. <laughs> yes. So I tried quite a few different things, but then I just sort of eventually just was just like, I just have to guess a number. And yeah. And I mean, I, so I tried, obviously, I started with the same mindset as you. The one furthest back in the line should get the highest cards to try and get them to safety. But the way it works, so you you play your cards and they stay face up on the table so that you can only play them once through all before you collect them all again. So that means obviously once you've played your five, you haven't got another five to play until you've played all the others. So at some point, it's not like you can just say, well, I'm never going to play my one card. You have to cycle through them all. And that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. It depends, like, when do you play your big guns? And when do you choose to have a dodgy, just a shitty little one or a two move and risk it and i feel like if you were like a mathematical genius or something you'd work out some kind of formula well would always make sure so because it says so you have to leave all, all your played cards like face up in front of you so obviously we were playing online but if you were in real life you could look and say oh well he's played he's already played his four and his three so i know he can't cancel me out if i play my and she's still got her five in her hand because it's not down on the table. so you could probably try and work out like you said the logic of who's got what and what they're most likely to play. Is that fun though? Is that a fun game? Say, yeah, but can you? But who would be bothered? <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> the fun part comes from just ripping the legs off. The yeah, I'd, I'd rather just leave it up to chance and it's fun. And okay, if your person starts losing all of their arms and legs, then maybe just try a bit, <laughs> try a bit to do higher cards. But it doesn't. It's fine. At what point? At what point of robot destruction would that line be? Where you're like, okay, come on, it's time to try now you've lost both your legs and half your arm it's time to stop pissing about <laughs> yeah i think by both legs you're just like okay whatever yeah fair enough three for my green and a five for my blue i uh, see so i've got three for my white yeah and a two for purple okay so the green and the white stay where they are what was it two for the purple yeah so he moves to the front but then the blue moves to the front and the white one is gonna lose the bottom of his leg no oh you can tell you didn't play with the half legs last time because the fixings are really stiff shit so the green didn't move so the green's losing another bit 
What's he losing? Arm or leg? I was going for five for both of them just to try and get them out of there. <laughs> well, if, can't, if you play two fives, they're tied, so then neither of them can move. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> so that means white is going to lose another bit. Oh, no. That was a miscalculation. <laughs> yeah, got no legs now, Mr. White. Just got this pile of, like, dismembered body parts. Chomp, chomp, chomp. This is a hungry shark. I've got two for purple. Uh, I got two for blue, so they don't move. Fuck. White is just a head and an arm. <laughs> <laughs> How come none of yours are getting bit? This is not fair. <laughs> You're just not very good at swimming. So hang on, when he loses... They just die and get taken out of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, so basically he's got his torso, his head and half an arm. If he loses that arm, is he dead? Or are we saying he can still sort of bob along until the shark eats his final body? Oh, I think he's dead when it's just a head and torso. Okay. So there you go. Blue's got no legs now. He was doing fine and then he just had a bad (laughs) run of being stuck at the end. So purple's safe, but it means white is dead. I'm not going to so, yeah, he was only going along with half an arm. Yes, he did the best that he could. That's it, purple's gone. Oh, no. Oh. And then there's only two left, so it would eat the green and blue wins. Oh. Yay. <laughs> Shall we frag? Well, yeah, I was just going to look up Dave Chalker a second. Oh, yes. Go on, I, I we'll have to do it live because I've not pre-done this. So That's okay. Feel free to edit any, any things. I was just looking it up on Board Game Geek. So Get Bit is his number one most popular game. Nice. I'm going to read you the titles of some of the other games that he's made and then you choose one and I will go into it. Okay. So he's so he's second. There's one called Thief's Market. Portrayal at House on the Hill. Heat. Oh, no way. Dave Chalker did Portrayal at House on the Hill. Apparently. You know the Betrayal Legacy that we played on holiday? That's that, isn't it? The original of that. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Explore haunted houses as a team until one of your you turns against the rest. Yeah. Dave Chalker designed that along with like yeah. five other people. Oh, well done, he Dave. He's involved Chalker. in that one. What a difference in games, though. What a deep, well, this big, massive. That's the thing, because we found like sometimes these designers just sort of keep to the same formula. I'm going to see if Thief's Market is any any more or less than Get Bit. Let's have a look. Oh, Thief's Market. What is Thief's Market? This looks a bit. You're all thieves. Each round in Thief's Market, you roll the loot dice and split them up. Then you use your earnings to buy devious plans, henchmen, and finery in order to become the most notorious thief of all. So that's a simple that's a card game that's a dice and card game yeah it looks a bit more simple I am listening I'm just playing with the little robots uh, let's see what else he's done <laughs> Heat again see these are 30 minutes again so I think he, his formula is more of a, a shorter game Heat recruit members of your criminal mob then pull off jobs in the city for cash some crimes attract more attention from the police than others bringing them down the heat is bad for everyone that sounds like thieves but just gangsters yeah again that sounds like the same thing what's that a snow moon what's that a space opera inspired by a popular movie involving space and battles. Star Wars, then. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is that? Again, that's 10 to 15 minutes playing time. Oh. That's an, again, that's like another card game. So I think his formula is more sort of shorter play games, but there doesn't seem to be any, you know, he's not just about sharks or no. just about <laughs> <laughs> any other stuff. He's got a broader niche so, than just yeah, shark. He's... shark related, shark and robot featuring flat surface components. Based mm. games. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of different versions of Get Bit. So you've got additional player expansion, collector's edition, die expansion, Get Bit 
Feeding Frenzy, the Shark expansion, Squid Die expansion. Oh. So uh, he's going off on one on all these get bits. I wonder, uh, maybe the Sharks Feeding Frenzy Shark expansion might be Yeah, maybe it gets way more complicated then with some expansions. I didn't realise it. Oh, it says players can use items that have been lost at sea to get away from the shark. Oh, that's a good shout. Oh, instead of mindlessly chomping on the last swimmer in the line, the shark is now a playable character. Can you outthink the others to keep your belly full? So I think maybe someone plays as the shark looks like that sounds like an idea that's five, 15 minutes playing time apparently yeah it's alright so yeah I think he's gone um, get bit is his one that he's expanded on a lot so nice uh, so I'm just yeah, arranging maybe. all the robots as if they were in a boy band right <laughs> anyway oh could I just see what the dolphin die expansion does yeah go on you use a dolphin die for this expansion as well as a special dolphin card for each player at the start of the game give each swimmer the extra D card for their colour placing the highest number in your hand when a dolphin card is played before swimmers are moved that player rolls the dolphin die that player's card is considered to be whatever number was rolled for all purposes well, oh, okay fair enough so you can Sort of change the number. Hmm. Okay, well, there's only so much you can do with this game, really, even if you're adding expansions and mixing it up a bit. No, I suppose, but then it does give that element of it's not just down to the cards, because someone could be like, oh, I've tied with you, but oh no, boom, the dolphins helped me out, so now I'm higher. You know, like there's a little bit of the card isn't final, if you know what I mean. It reminds me a bit of, and it maybe because it's the water theme, what was that diving one we played in that game cafe? Was it just called Submarine? Yeah, that was more of a, a sequence. Oh, there's a sort of genre of game isn't there where it's like this sequence yes of you place things in a sequence there's a mechanic that sequence can change depending and then you go around again it's that kind of thing yeah 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 are we having fun yet Right, let's frag then. Let's frag. Let's frag. Fun. I'm going to say three. I also went for three. It is a bit basic. And I think maybe it depends what mood you're in. Like I say, if it's a quick, well, we're getting dinner ready type, let's just play this. Or for like maybe younger kids. Yes. It does have um, that vibe about it. Because really, all you're doing is choosing a number. And if that number is high enough and not tied with anyone else. It's like in Mario Party, you know, that yeah. mini game where you hold up the paddles. Yes. And that is basically it. It's that scary. is it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But as I said, there is a good chunk of fun that comes from ripping the bits off these robots. That's yeah, you know, that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, you could do like a more adult version where oh, I was going to say like blood comes out, or it's over an actual gory person that you are <laughs> taking apart. But yeah, well, you could do. Do you remember that game? Do you remember the game Grape Escape, where you made your characters out of play doh, and then they would go along the board and get like squashed and cut up and stuff? Oh yeah, you could just have yeah, a little like play doh mold and then you could mangle them however you want it. But anyway, replayability. I probably give it three as well. I was also thinking three. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't think you get many different experiences from playing this. No, this is one that benefits from the spreadsheet leaving it a couple of years between play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, there's not... Once you've played it once, you've seen it all, really, haven't you? You've, mm. you've, yeah. But I mean, it's still entertaining in the sense that you could play it again to see if you could beat someone. But yeah, yeah. aesthetic. I'm giving it a four because I really like the robots. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, and the little the little people, the actual because well, I suppose you wouldn't have it in cards, but they could have done something a bit cheaper or something. But they've actually made that's the main part of the game, isn't it? To get the, yeah. the models. So yeah, yeah. To rip the bits off. The yeah, people. I'd say four as well. Cool gameplay, slice 
and simple. There's nothing complicated about it. This is where do we judge it on it's too simple or not? Because he could have included all those extra items or dolphin and stuff in just the main game to make it more interesting. I'm going to say two. Wow. I was going for four. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. A harsh one. But yeah, I mean, you know, there was no confusion. It's it's not overly complicated. There's nothing. It's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wow about it. That gives it a frag of 13, which is all right. It's not as good as Weird Mastermind. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a win or not then? Get bit. Mm. It was fun. It was good to play. Yeah. It is a simple game. It is that genre. So it's difficult to compare it to like some other stuff. You've got to sort of get that balance right. But did it really stand out so much? I'm going to say no. Oh. Just this. I mean, I think there's there could have been more a bit more to it. Like he could have included some extra bit twists. Mm-hmm. Just to, yeah. It's a very. I think it's a little bit too simple. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that makes it ninety two thirty seven. Still to the gamers. Mm. Catching up. <laughs> <laughs> Very slowly. <laughs> oh my god, you said Red Mastermind was a lose, didn't you? Yeah. So there you go. Two losers in a row. Wow. wow. But yeah, well, that's about it then, yeah. eh? I've been Phil. Oh, okay. That's the end, is it? That was quick. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you just went straight into it. Sorry. Like, we were all still reeling from it being a lose. <laughs> Give it a moment. <laughs> Give it some drama. Sorry. You need another <laughs> day in the morning. Oh. <laughs> right. taking that in, everyone. Great. Okay, now it's the end. You ready? <laughs> I've been Phil. I've been Mark. And remember, non-relinquum in Arca Operculo. You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us at Twitter at Fun Organised. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye. Liz girls. Bye. Now is the time when we stop. Good night. Good night.